You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities and solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. And now, a word from our sponsor, SixSense. SixSense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks, and optimizing operational efficiency. With SixSense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals. Confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose SixSense, visit SixSense.com. We saw a lot of our customers being redirecting to a domain, a web server that contained a very odd and unique domain name. That's Or Katz joining us once again. He's principal lead security researcher for Akamai's Enterprise Security Business Unit. And the research he's sharing today is a widespread phishing campaign targeting users using an advertising tactic. The research is titled Gone Phishing for the Holidays. And that led us to investigate that a bit more and trying to understand what stand, what kind of web application stands behind that domain name. What was unique about that domain name that uh, grabbed your attention? So first of all, we saw many very similar domain names that had the same prefix saying holidayseason.com, which is actually a prefix that is the subdomain of a different domain saying something different, which is a good indication for something, well that might be suspicious or something that is being as a, as a technique being used for phishing attacks, where you put something in a subdomain that hints on something that is not really 
the real purpose of the website. Hmm. So this was the first thing that we were able to see. And, and so where did it lead from there? So after we saw those domains, we did few things. First of all, we tried to figure out what kind of traffic we can see goes to that domain. We tried to figure out uh, uh, a few things about the domain when they, those domains were registered for the first time. And we were trying to figure out what is actually the application that is being uh, deployed on, the, on that domain. Well, on those domains, actually, because we saw very uh, more than 30 different domain names with the same prefix and the same content, but the actual domain was different. So once we looked into that given domain, we actually saw a domain that was a fake domain. It's a domain that gives the users the chance to answer some questions regarding some company that well-known uh, software company. And we saw that there is a lot of fake indication on that given domain. And we were able to see a lot of those indications being related to different phishing attacks that we saw in the past. For example, that given domain uh, contains some question about that software company that regardless of the answer that you will give to those questions, you will win a prize. And that was a funny thing that we were able to see. And, and a lot of the things that we were able to see on that given domain and on that given web application, the phishing web application, is that it contains a lot of elements. Well, we call them the art of deception. They are trying to gain the user's trust in order to make them believe that this is a genuine web application, that once you will answer questions, you will win a prize. Uh, for example, a few of those techniques being used to get the trust. First of all, we were able to see that there is an uh, indication of fake social media on that web application, mm -hmm. obviously not truly uh, related or even communicating with that given social media. In this case, it was Facebook. Uh, we were able to see all kinds of indication that telling the user, well, we are now in progress uh, and the application is trying to figure out if you are a winner or not. But actually behind the scene, there is no really progress. It's just a JavaScript that's running on the background and create that sense of in progress. And at the end of the day, when the users were winning a prize, the application told them to, to choose the prize, to choose to a random choice of one of the options. And once you choose that random option, you can win a prize. And in all cases, regardless what you would choose, you will win the same prize, which was an iPhone. And that will, at that point, I think that users of that web application, well, the users that were tempted to go to that web, web application will get a, some sort of a sense that they won a prize, they, were, they will be very happy about it. And at that point, they will have the full trust with the web, web application, giving the web application the information that they want to retrieve. I see. Uh, and in our case, that information was an email address, the, the user's email address. That was the, the sole purpose of that campaign. Well, let's back up a little bit and, and walk through it uh, step by step, because there's some interesting details here. Um, one of the things you pointed out in, in your research is there was, uh, I think, as you said, there was a common prefix on many of these upstream sites. They said um, sale-gadget-promotion was on 
many of these uh, sites with different subdomains. subdomains. <laughs> um, so you saw that commonality between many of these uh, destinations. But then let's walk through this this uh, part that you call the art of deception. First of all, what would lead someone to end up on this site? Was it random happenstance or were they fished to go visit this site? So what we were able to see as part of the evidences that we were able to collect is that this kind of campaign was well planned and part of the uh, techniques being used in order to have as much as distribution of this campaign was to use advertisements, meaning the bad guys are going to a legit websites, they put their own ads, those ads, one being clicked, will redirect to those phishing websites. And in a way, we can see that each domain on that campaign was active for only a few days getting a lot of attention from users. And after a few days, it was, you know, vanishing the air. It was not relevant any longer. So the bad guys are paying for a legitimate ad uh, to insert this ad. um, But then when someone clicks on the ad, it takes them to the phishing site. Exactly. So when when they go there, uh, they're first met with an audio greeting. That's that's a a bit unusual. Yeah, in a way, as part of the phishing campaign, goal to get the user attention, they use an audio message that once you hear that audio message, that caught your attention and then you are engaged with that given campaign. Meaning it's not just a website, this is a website that is talking to you. So, well, I have my attention to that website, that part of the techniques that they are using in order to get the trust and attention. Yeah, and uh, it says, uh, please click to claim your prize before we give away to anyone else. And it uh, gives you no option to click away. Your only choice is to say okay, and then it takes you to the quiz. Uh, and as you said, it takes you to a quiz uh, about a popular software company, but there's no way to get a wrong answer on this quiz. Exactly. Regardless of your answer, you will win a prize. That's their goal. You will win a prize. They will get your attention and trust, and from that point forward, they will be able to retrieve from you the relevant information that they want to retrieve. That's part of the phishing techniques being used. And then once you've uh, you've won, whether you give the right answers or not, uh, you uh, get to choose what your prize is going to be. And in this case, they have uh, several uh, little treasure boxes that they show you, and they uh, offer up a PlayStation 4, an iPhone 8, a Samsung S8, all uh, good prizes. But um, it's really a forced uh, choice here. The, the iPhone 8 is the only one you can actually get, right? Exactly. You will get an iPhone 8 because this is will the, this information will be used in the follow-up uh, redirecting link in which you will have to leave your credential, well, not your credential, but your email address. And in that link, when you redirect to that other website that want to retrieve your information, you will ha- see an ad saying, well, you want an iPhone. So they want to be able to make sure that you will always win an iPhone. That, mm. That's the reason for that. I see. And I suppose if someone is falling for this, going down the path, they might say, well, I had my heart set on that PlayStation 4, but uh, for whatever reason, I guess an iPhone 8 is a good prize. I'll, I'll, I'll still go along with that. No doubt about it. So, so the next part, they take you to a next screen, which shows uh, other people, like you said, sort of this social media component of other people showing photos of the iPhone 8s that they've had delivered to them. Exactly. It included pictures. They included fake identities of users. It was obviously a fake social network indication on that page. And the reason for that is that they want to give you a sense of there are others that won that price. You should do that uh, the same, right? Getting the trust that they want to gain from you. 
So step by step, they're they're building up the trust and uh, making people feel as though this is a legitimate thing, and you might be uh, steps away from actually getting this iPhone. Exactly. And, and so uh, there's another part of your uh, research here. You call it additional tactics, uh, double trouble, um, and there was uh, some issues with vulnerability to cross-site scripting. Can you take us through that? So th- this is an, a, a funny anecdote, actually. What we were able to see that this website, that those websites that were used as part of this, that campaign was were actually uh, vulnerable to a cross-site scripting vulnerability. And in a way, uh, you know, it's it's funny that the bad guys are also having those vulnerabilities on their websites. And, you know, it's, it's an anecdote that, you know, obviously should not be used, but but in a way that shows us that they build also well applications so, that are vulnerable. I see. So perhaps uh, pointing to the amateurishness of these particular attackers, uh, even their own site was vulnerable to attack from someone else. Exactly. They were ultimately trying to harvest uh, email addresses. Um, that strikes me as interesting because I wouldn't imagine that an email address had a whole lot of value these days. Well, th- that's a question that uh, I- I'm getting a lot. And and actually, the, we have a sense of thinking that an email address is something that is not that important and what can happen. But there is a, a, a very important part of the bad guys getting our email addresses. Because first of all, those email addresses are actually the gate for our environment, for our computers, for our laptops, for our iPads. and. The second part of those attacks is one, once the bad guys have those email addresses, they can start a different set of attack campaigns in which they can send you an email saying, well, you should pre- press this link. And once you press the link for, for something that is related to you or even uh, associated with you, you will be redirected to a, a malware download page when you will be infected by malware. So in a way, it started with an email, but it can be evolved and can be escalated to much more severe issues as malware being installed on your computer or different kind of uh, credentials being stolen from you. And I suppose at, at a certain level, they're sort of uh, pre-filtering uh, for people who might be uh, vulnerable to this sort of attack, a certain uh, amount of, I, I suppose, gullibility. If, if, you, if you go through all the steps of this and fall for them, well, then you're probably more likely to fall for an email phishing attack when we uh, hit you with the next round. Exactly. Well, for example, I can say that, you know, me and you, are, we are probably are, we're attack Chevys. We, we are familiar with those attacks. We will most likely will not fall for those attacks. But a lot of people, uh, young people, uh, people that are, are not fully aware of phishing attack can fall for those traps. And, you know, I can tell you from my experience at my home that we have a, one computer at home that is being used both by me and my kids. Mm-hmm. And in a way, if my kids will fall into a trap such as that phishing attack, the same computer used by both of us will be you know, infected by malware. So in a way, you know, it's, it sounds like it will target very specific people or people with a sense of understanding on phishing landscape, but actually it can affect a lot of people that are actually not related to that. Yeah, and I suppose like many of these attacks, it's, it, there's, there's very little cost to run the campaign at, at a large scale, uh, and so it pays off ultimately. Exactly. I can tell you, for example, that, well, I'm located in Israel, and a few weeks ago, uh, we saw a very huge phishing attack 
that was targeting a well-known company that sells furnitures. And on that given week, it was the week of the special sale of the, that company. And in a way, we saw a lot of people very, you know, tech chevies, a lot of people that are have a sense of understanding what's good and what's bad, being, you know, falling for, for that trap and following that phishing campaign. Just because, you know, the context of the phishing campaign on a given week when they have a big grand sale for, for those furnitures led us to, to, you know, fall into those traps. Yeah, and this particular campaign, as you pointed out, uh, really targeted people during the holidays uh, mm-hmm. when perhaps, uh, you know, money might be tight. They're looking for maybe something, uh, a free bonus. Uh, so they might be more susceptible to something like this that time of year. Exactly. People are, you know, much more trustworthy at the holiday season where they have a sense of understanding that, you know, they can win a prize. And this is a great period, uh, a time of the year when you, you know, there is a lot of uh, uh, willingness to give prices and a willingness to, to communicate and give from the, you know, companies to the people that are consumers of those companies. So that also was the context of that giving uh, campaign. It seems to me like I've seen a lot more of these types of attacks. And, and I think we've seen reports of that, that these these annoying pop-up ads of, you know, you're a winner, congratulations, uh, I, particularly on the mobile side. Uh, it mm-hmm. seems like we've really been flooded with these. Have you all been seeing that as well? Yes, definitely. We see hundreds, if not thousands, of such campaigns on, on a given week. Uh, we can see that there is a trend of a lot of traffic or a lot of targeting more of the mobile users for very tactical reasons. So the bad guys understand that they can abuse those kind of uh, platform because they are less secured. For example, if my computer as part of my work uh, is being protected by the security control that we have in our office, my mobile phone in most cases will not be protected. Therefore, the bad guys are targeting those actual platform, those, those devices. And in terms of advice for people to protect themselves against these sorts of things, or even you know protecting uh, your family members, your kids, maybe your elderly parents, things like that, um, what do you suggest? So I think the most important thing here is awareness. We have to educate our young ones. We have to educate our peers and our colleagues to be, well, suspicious in such cases. Even though they feel that they won a prize, that there is something good happened to them, they need to stop for a minute and ask themselves, is it legit? Is it not? Should I give my credentials so freely? And these are the things that we should do as a community, obviously. And this is part of the motivation for us to create such blog and, and create the, the insight that we were able to see in, in such a very specific campaign. Can you describe uh, some of the invasive techniques that this campaign is using? So, yes, we were able to see few techniques being used. For example, we were able to see that the domains being associated with that given campaign are domains that were registered over six months prior to the time that the campaign was executed. And in a way, the reason for that is that the bad guy understand that once you use a newly registered domain, that will create a lot of alerts. A lot of security control we will be able to detect those domains just because they were recently uh, registered and track them. Now, if you register domain uh, over six months ago, that will 
lowers the level of suspicions around those domains, and that gives the bad guys the advantage of not being detected so quickly. This is the first technique. The second part of, of the, the technique that the bad guys are using in order to stay evasive is the fact that they actually use 30 different domains. Each domain is being activated to a limited time frame, and we can see that once uh, one domain inactive, a new domain comes in and being active. And in a way, they are being long-lived while they abuse our trust, but getting a lot of attention and a lot of of traffic of users abusing one domain after the other and by that creating the, the amount of uh, attention that they want to gain. Now, is this campaign, uh, has it wound down or is it still running or were they only uh, really running during the holiday season? This giving campaign was running during the holiday season, but we actually see a lot of campaigns similar to that are being activated on a weekly basis. So it's not that giving campaign, but there are others you know, in the pipeline, and we are being abused by a lot of those campaigns. Our thanks to Or Katz from Akamai for joining us. You can read the complete report, Gone Fishing for the Holidays, in the blog section of the Akamai website. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. The CyberWire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing CyberWire team is Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Stefan Vaziri, Kelsey Bond, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. 